0: Hey everyone, I just want to say happy Juneteenth. This is our Juneteenth episode. I hope you enjoy it. It's a little bit later, but I decided to save it for the actual day of Juneteenth. Even though this episode is absolutely nothing about Juneteenth, it's kind of related to Juneteenth because it's about black people. (laughs) That sounds ridiculous. Uh, Go out and actually learn what Juneteenth is about because I think it's really important. Anyway, enjoy the show.
1: You are listening to the Ebony
2: Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart.
0: What the frack was up with season three of Atlanta. Now, Atlanta has a special place in my heart because I started watching it right around the time that I was writing my book, Dungeons and Drags. And processing all of what it was like to be a black man in America reconnecting with my blackness, a show like Atlanta obviously really spoke to me. In a number of ways, I connect with the uh, Donald Glover character, not because I'm as talented as he is or anything like that, but and I, and I write about this in my book. I, I'm kind of fascinated by these black auteurs who have very profound uh, and sometimes provocative uh, commentary about race relations in America and they are either married or partnered with white women. You got Jordan Peele, Donald Glover and so I had that sort of like connection with them because at the time you know my ex-wife was white and even now my girlfriend's Chinese so it's something that I was aware of and something that I just find interesting as an artist myself who's a black man and you know just wondering what's in that but you know beyond that in the first season of Atlanta I think it's in episode one and Urn encounters this white dude who works at this radio station and the white dude is dropping the n-word in front of urn because there's obviously nothing intimidating enough about Urn to make him have any reticence about Dropping the N word in front of him.
3: We needed a real DJ. This, this dude, well, he can't spin with a shit. But then he goes and he plays Flow Rider. No. <laughs> back to back. So I calmly pull him aside, and I was just like, "Really, nigga? <laughs> you actually said that? Yeah, I had to."
0: And then later on in the episode, Ern encourages him to say it again in front of Paperboy <laughs> and Darius, and he doesn't dare. Tell him that Flow Rider story. It's so funny. You'll tell him.
3: Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was at a station
0: party, and, uh... As he's telling the story, you can see the discomfort on his face. He knows he shouldn't be saying that shit, and when he gets to the part where he would say it, he punks out.
3: I had to go over to the booth, calmly take him aside, and look him right in the eyes and just said, Really?
0: Why? Because as one janitor in the episode said when Erin asked if that guy ever used the word in front of him...
2: That guy ever say nigga around you? Yeah, right. i break my foot in his ass. Right.
0: So there's that aspect of like me being the unintimidating black man. I also just really connect with the kind of artist that Donald Glover is, the kind of stories he tells and how he tells it, and being able to, you know, connect with the uh, black storytelling in a way that I had in the past. And so uh, I really dug Seasons 1 and 2. They were funny. Following them was a joy, as it was for millions of people, black or otherwise. And then, uh you know you know there's this two year hiatus or whatever you want to call it between season two and now season three and i just like millions of other people were anxiously anticipating the season three premiere and i remember watching that first episode and wondering like did i turn it to the wrong channel am i watching the right streamer you know what the frack is going on with this this kind of has get out vibes jordan peel vibes and then as i'm going through the episode i'm wondering what the hell's going on but the
1: thing about being white is it blinds
3: you it's easy to see the black man is cursed because you've separated yourself from him but you don't
0: know you're enslaved just like him. But then episode after episode in the season was like this. And half of them didn't even have the main characters. And then when we went to the main characters, they were it didn't feel like they were continuing the story that they had left off from season two. They were more like these random days, days in the life of Paperboy and his entourage. But as... Off as they were, there was always this aspect of me watching them where I felt like, like the first third of it, I was wondering what the hell is going on, and then by the second third, I'm 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 drawn in. I'm pulled into the story, and I'm really digging where they're going with it and and what he's trying to tell. And by the end, like, even though it left me scratching my head about, okay... I'm not sure that this is the kind of Atlanta I was expecting, but I like it. So the question you may be asking yourself is, like, what does any of this have to do with Dinners and D-Rex and my journey, as it were? Well, aside from what I addressed at the top of the show, there's one particular episode that I felt, like, really spoke to me, and I think... You know, it's one of my favorite in the season, and something that me and my fellow co hosts had talked about um, for a significant amount of time. And that was episode nine Rich Wigga, Poor Wigga, the black and white episode.
2: What's your name, boy? <laughs> uh, Aaron. You say Aaron? <laughs> it's kind of black. It's in the kind Bible. Of, yeah, yeah. Hank Aaron. Yeah. Shut up, fool. That don't count. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's get
4: started.
0: To talk about that episode and, and to talk about season three in general, uh, I brought some friends of the pod back. Uh, Aaron Hubbard from Bald Move Podcasts, one of the more popular pop culture TV and movie recap shows on the internet. Also back is J.D. and Landa's good friend, Adu Black to join us for the conversation. First, Edu, uh, Aaron, J.D. and myself, we we'll kind of recap some of our thoughts and feelings about Season 3 in general, and then we we'll get a little bit into Rich Wigga, Poor Wigga. we can hear a little bit of that, and then I had an opportunity to speak with J.D. and Yolanda, specifically, and get her take on it, and we we'll dive a little bit deeper. But, you know, this idea of what it means to be black in America is exactly what this episode spoke to, that's what my show's about. So welcome to Dungeons and Durags, ATL Season 3 WTF Sorry, I'm late, dude. It's all right. Were you waiting long?
4: uh i got here at 10 30 or so i thought i was in the wrong lobby or something because i don't i don't use zoom a lot so i was like ah did i do something wrong no
0: no 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 i was texting with jd and Ado, and jd said he was running late and then i said okay we'll start at quarter to seven and i forgot the white dude i am so
4: sorry (laughs) (laughs) damn man black man holding the white white man (laughs) down and what were your thoughts about the first two seasons I thought the first season was just really quirky and funny with Mm -hmm. a bunch of people that, you know, I was familiar with Donald Glover, but, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I didn't know anything about Brian. Is it Henry Davis? Byron Terry Henry. Byron (laughs) Terry. I was close. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And and, uh, I'd I'd never seen anything with Lakeith Stanfield. And I Mm. immediately like, man, this dude's going to be a fucking star which one lakeith? uh lakeith stanford he's just like that kind of like you know uh ghetto pl- philosopher poet you know right the, the, right he's, he's 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 so good he's so funny then season two like it was really introspective mm-hmm. um i thought that was like the, the 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 ones that stick out of my mind are like when Paperboy is like on the run in atlanta through the, the whole episode and like you know in fear for his life you know try someone's trying to rob him uh, the Michael Jackson episode. Uh, some stuff got like surreal, but I really like that style of humor too. Right, right. Which brings us to season three, which is, uh, really leaning into like the socially conscious material in that same absurdist way, but yet still delivering at least one gut buster an episode.
0: Was there ever a time where you felt like you didn't relate because it was more like about the Buck experience or?
4: No, because like I, um, I think that's the awesome thing about inter- entertainment, right, is it can bridge those gaps because, like, I don't, you know, I, I can't relate exactly one-to-one about some of the concepts that are in the show, but, like, you know, as far as feeling othered and as far as feeling like you don't belong, as far as feeling like, you know, uh, you're... you're <laughs> uh, the, it, it, I, I thought that at no time that I feel like this is completely unrelated to it, in, information. I thought also there's a lot of aha moments where it's like, I kind of understand. I I've, I've seen this talked about by people. Mm-hmm. Um I've read about this kind of stuff in books, but I like didn't get it on an emotional level and I feel mm-hmm. like there's a couple um especially in season 2 and especially in season 3 some aha's where you like make a heart a heart head connection. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah. J.D., what about you? What were your, your thoughts about the first two seasons?
4: When
3: I first started watching it, uh what it didn't really it was so odd. It kind of didn't it, it, it caught me out of left field a little bit. So I was like, Oh, okay. This it. But it was always interesting. Right. But then it kind of got mundane or something like it just kind of, they're showing the slice of life, the day in the life of type. Some of the episodes felt like to me But in the second season, they started getting really strange. And I liked that a lot. I like how strange they got. and, and, and I, I felt like they were, hey, we got this show, we're going to play, they're going to let us do what we want to do, so we're going to play, and so you're getting something fresh and original, and then you really get that in uh, season three. I mean, but even season two, because I think the, the Teddy Perkins one you referenced, that was season two, right? And that was great, that was like a, a amazing episode, I love that episode.
0: This is kind of like how I wanted to structure the conversation around season three for this particular group of folks. I wanted to have a large bit of this discussion on what I'm calling the white episodes, and uh-huh. getting, you know, Aaron's getting your take, you know, as a relatively progressive white person, your what you read from it. Of anything, from those episodes. I read one article that said... Or maybe I heard it on a podcast. But the comment was something along the lines of... It seemed like he was giving a message to guilt-induced progressive white people. Like, it was a message to progressive white people.
4: I guess I've never really identified with the guilty progressive white person because again i I grew up in a cornfield of indiana i (laughs) was shocked to find out in my mid-30s that racism hadn't in fact been solved in america i don't think i had my first black friend until i was in my late 20s uh you know like uh i I, and 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 uh to be clear my folk came post-civil war like we're, 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 we're we are we we are we 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 did not get our hands, but, we, but, but the fact is like, you know, we also, uh, mm. before people say, ah, uh, uh, I understand also I, I benefit from the whole whiteness concept that's been yeah. constructed in this country. <sighs> anyway, Jesus, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's, it's exhausting to talk about this as a white person. Like I'm just sweating here. I'm just like, where's, where's my towel? I need, I need, uh, I need Mickey. Come on, rock, get it together. Um, so I never identified with the people that're like, oh my God um, I'm more of like I like underdog stories mm-hmm. you know and like I feel like when you look at almost every immigrant to this country, it's like been an under uh, 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 an underdog story. you know my people German immigrants were you know hated. but you know we all got put into the white people wash and now we're just you know no one remembers that we're these these shoeless peasants that were invading disease ridden from 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 ger- feudal Germany. It seems like a lot of this advanced racial discourse Mm -hmm. that I think Donald Glover is doing a very good job and very humorously portraying on Atlanta is getting white people to, like, deal with the idea of, like, what if life in America were set up in a way that would be unfair towards you Mm. or that would make you feel othered or discriminated? And... Even extremely progressive white folks, when you hit them with that, like certain concepts about like black nationalism or black separatism, they get fucking really afraid and really nervous. Mm -hmm. And I guess I I guess I when I first became aware of it, too. It's like, holy shit. Um, You know, what if but but the thing is, is like just to kind of like I think it's a meditation thing. It's like, well, what if life were what what if tomorrow the Supreme Court ruled and said that you had to owe some black family a million dollars because your great 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 granddaddy, you know, made serious bank on their 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 backs and minds, right? Right, right. Like, is that fair? But what the fuck is fair? Mm-hmm. Was was fair coming to the continent and taking it from a people that had it before? Was fair taking people and and putting them in boats and shipping them over to water and and completely destroying their culture and language and 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 their sense of self uh to to make them cogs and machine like what the fuck is fair mm. and like if you kind of like keep that in mind like well, well what the f- just settle down like you know uh i i think it's like that's something that's like i think if you're feeling super guilty or whatever by the way just like meditate on like what if life wasn't fair that would suck what can we do to make it the where life is more fair for everybody because it's less likely. I think that fear stems from like Jesus Christ. What if we were the ones down mm-hmm. and we were treated like we have treated people our entire life without even any kind of conscious uh, thought, you know, what if we stood up and said, this isn't right. And they looked over at us and said, well, we don't care. Mm-hmm. It's right by us. That's scary because I think that's something that like, we've seen it in movies, you know, like, yeah, like, like being taken over by aliens, like. Right. But we've never been there are people from Earth that are being stepped on by the aliens of superior technology. So I think a lot of the uncomfort in in Atlanta is like Donald Glover kind of not. I almost say he's like doesn't give a shit about the white point of view. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the later episodes are extraordinarily kind of um, sympathetic to the white view. Like, Hmm yeah it's kind of messed up that you are being held you're being called to account like you've been living your life listening to npr getting your lattes taking (laughs) your kids to school your whole fucking life and then the last 10 years you white man get in the spotlight right now and take fucking responsibility like that's a lot especially if you haven't thought about it at all and your first reflex is like well this is bullshit and i think that's what atlanta that's the tension you're feeling in atlanta where we're at with that conversation
0: what were your thoughts or feelings about season three overall as someone who was a fan of the first two, your thoughts? Like, what, like, two things I want to know. One, like, what were you thinking as you were watching episode one? And then, what were your thoughts of the season overall?
4: Man, episode one, I remember, like, halfway through almost forgetting that I was watching an Atlanta episode. Yeah. Like, what the shit am I watching? And also thinking, because I, I think I was dimly aware of the kid in the slightly old fashioned dapper outfit hugging a cop and like that being a story. hmm. But I was like the whole time, like, man, this is like pitched to like be one of the most like the, the way like, you know, there's two white women that adopted all these black kids and they're lesbian and they're super organic vegan. And like they're, they're it's like this is an interesting, almost absurdist. A uh, uh, story that he's telling to like you know make a certain type of point,
0: right? And
4: story, right? That, well, no, I so I said so at the end, and I'm like, that's like that's like really interesting. Um, and it had like you know like an emotional wallop, and uh, it's like this kind of magical realism, and then I started because that's what it's like, you know, like well, that's interesting. I'm going to start reading, and I the first thing I saw is like, well, this is essentially based on exactly true story. The only thing they changed is. The kids are able to survive, yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck! I, I, I the, the point that I got there is like how, uh, it, it, it's, um, hard to see predators. Hmm. You know like you could pick you know uh, minorities or places in the country where you think that people would be enlightened and people would you know uh be above like taking advantage and abusing certain people or and the fact that they could do it the the, the to the worst extent possible and there's like kind of narcissistic uh cult that they've created um is got to be truly frightening hmm. you know hmm. like who who can who can you trust and, and also, like, a reflection on, like, what is abuse? Yeah. You know? And, like, where that abuse, like, comes from. um, You know, like, this mother who's, like, terrified that her son's going to, you know, become a statistic and is, like, super hard on him because she wants him to do well in school and she doesn't want him to fuck up and she doesn't, you, you know, um, and that kid's like, oh, this is, you, you know, you can't hit me, this, that. And he gets put in the foster system and right, I just, right. there's... Yeah, so it's like I, I I thought it was great, and then like I said, finding out that it was essentially a true story blew my fucking mind.
3: The cynical part in the show, which is uh, this isn't a, a critique of it, but the cynical part was. There was one of the mothers that was clearly nefarious. She's the one that that killed the the mm-hmm. social worker and, right. you know, and 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 the other one was just naive and blindly going along with her lover, right? You know, and so she was willing to do to go the extra mile or whatever she needed to in that relationship. And I feel like in the real story, that's how it. it not knowing all the intimate details of the the real story i would suspect that that's how those two were like they were because the the one girl the the one mother was seemed very fragile and, and mm-hmm. oh and sure hated. and i think that and she worked herself up into a state where this world is so horrible let's just end it
4: there was also a kind of like an element of like these black children could not possibly survive or thrive without us if they went back into some kind of like environment then they're doomed anyway so like they'd be better off dead which is, you know, there's like this, like I said, the. Um,
3: there's a hubris, there's a hubris. There's and a hu-
4: yeah. And then like a nihilism to certain yeah. aspects it, of the way w- uh, white folk tend to look at, you know, disadvantaged minorities.
3: And, and I would say in a weird way, it, it almost kind of. It reflects on the attitude that people had during slavery Well, we're helping these savages we're going to bring them in and we're going to you know uh introduce them to the lord and have them give them a whole new life you know and they're coming over from africa so we're saving the
4: souls right yeah. exactly so
3: there's that element and aspect of it and then also at this so let them
4: feel good while they're perpetuating the abuse
3: yes and also like i guess justifying their world view like how you know not just with the kids but just the the way that they see everything in life this just supports it you know and it lends into what you know the, the hippy dippy liberal things that they were believing in and whatnot um i also felt like an interesting aspect of the story was the, the i believe it was an asian social worker because i it, like you had mentioned aaron before when the mother w- was tough on her son mm-hmm. and you know often you'll hear th- that's a fine line too because i've seen you know, black mothers that while out on their kids and, you know, whoop them and beat them in public, whatever. And just, you know, to extent that I, that most would feel, Hey, this is not justified, you know? Um, but in her case, her kid was kind of wild. He was always acting out in class and showing mm-hmm. up. And so she's like, look, you know, you need to start acting right. And she's, and she was really tough on him, but she was also, she, I would say she was kind of rough around the edges too, because <laughs> when she came in and was sweating the, the school, and arguing with them. I don't know that she was 100% right, but she also knew what her son needed.
4: Mm-hmm. That makes she was invested in the relationship in the way that the the white ladies were.
3: a the dude finally made it in to the room. Well, you Welcome finally to- sent the information
0: I needed? J.D., Dude. do
2: you have this problem with this guy? I'm Dude. Like, he sent the link. I had it in I the calendar. S- no,
0: no, do no. you not receive calendar link invites? Uh, All I, the information listen, is I there. Sent it, I, obviously, I've received it
2: before. Yes. This one, I don't know right, you what, what you were doing. Same I thing simply over. said, just email it to me. Well, I'm glad we, you made it. Glad we, you made to, it. To text me.
3: Right. We're glad you're here, Black. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um. Briefly, Dude, Black is in the house. <laughs> Any comments on what everyone um, shared to do? or your own thoughts on those
2: episodes? Um, I mean, I thought as I was saying, I, I think it's kind of interesting the progression of of the show. I'm actually rewatching season one, and uh, I think Donald early on started commenting on just the uh, just the bizarre nature of racial inequity and perception in this country i mean there was one episode i think it was episode three three or four it was the one with the celebrity basketball game that paperboy was in and just the the, the b story is
0: is Gary's... that the justin bieber one where justin bieber's the justin bieber
2: which is wild in itself, where justin bieber's this black kid <laughs> right but, uh, I remember
0: being confused when I saw that. It was like totally confused. Is he supposed to be the Justin Bieber, but like in a multiverse, or is it his name just Justin Bieber? But I think no. it was all
2: that. I think it was. I think well, was. I think it was primarily he's he's, he's Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber. as a black Justin Bieber. Bieber wants people to perceive him.
4: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I interpret with the it. Sheen, Yeah, with the sheen of blackness. You yeah, know?
2: he's he's he wants this perception of oh I'm down with black but he's not really black so it's okay to like do what he does because hey he's Justin Bieber the the nice Canadian kid he's no threat right whereas he kind of flipped it where you know it was kind of this goofy black kid but the the stuff that he didn't show the public was like this real asshole
0: right right
2: but he could never be he would never be perceived as the asshole because, hey, he's Justin Bieber. Yeah. So anyway, the B story of that episode is that Darius goes to the shooting range and uh instead of hanging up, you know, the regular poster of a human outline or whatever, a guy holding a woman hostage, yeah. he hangs up a poster of a dog outline.
0: That's like, right.
2: Basically <laughs> a German <laughs> shepherd fetching a bone. Uh, it-, it starts blasting away on it and people are just... <laughs> Totally offended by it—the fact that he would shoot this dog—and of course, the juxtaposition is: but you're okay shooting a black man,
0: right?
3: Right? You know? Yeah. I mean, well, you
2: know—you know, you know yeah. all, everyone else would have targets of brown and black people or whatever. Yeah. Uh, however, the the bad element is is projected, right? You know, but. God forbid someone hangs up a poster of a dog outline, (laughs) right? Right. And and it even goes as far as the owner of the or the 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 proprietor of the shooting range comes in, shotgun drawn on Darius and escorts him out and tells him, he tells him, you know, I told you don't start any shit up in here (laughs) because he's shooting a poster of a dog, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, so so on point.
0: Yeah. So. So, yeah, I agree Donald has been exploring these themes, but the way... Yeah, he kind of sprinkles the man here and there. Right, right. But I can't. I kind of feel like season three, they gave him carte blanche, and he says, fuck it, I'm just going to go crazy, and took full advantage of the power that he was given.
2: Well, I think part of it is also, he wanted to end the show in, after season two.
0: Oh, he did. I didn't know
2: that. He had no intention of going into season three. That and four. explains a lot. Had I known and that so, go- yeah, I think by season three he's like, fuck it. I'm just gonna do what I want because obviously they like what I do. And so let's see how far we can push this.
0: Yeah. Did any of you miss like not having the story of you know, like Paperboy's rise to fame? Because that was so much of season one and two. And part of me was looking forward to like like, them going to Europe was like, he had made it, right? Like, he had... Yeah,
2: he was he was already established.
0: You know, but I feel like we, we didn't really explore him getting there, if you know what I mean. Because at the end of season two, they're about to board yeah. the plane, right. and this was going to be the start of him taking off. But in season three, he's already huge, and he's balling, and... We we just we don't get the journey sure. of what was it like for him making that next leap. Do we need to see that
2: story, though? I mean, is that story really like that it. interesting?
0: I, I liked how they did it. I
3: actually was... I, that really... Uh...
2: Like, do we need to see the journey, once again, of the guy who was not rich and famous become rich and famous?
0: Do we need I mean, to see it? No, of course. I think the answer to that question is, no, yeah. we don't need to see it. But that was the story. He, I'm just saying that was the story he was telling. That was the story right. we were getting invested in. And I feel like, okay, there was no there was really and, and really none of season three is about his journey, so to speak. Like he's already famous, right. he's already doing these things. So it's like
2: Well, it's it's about the journey he's now on now that he is famous. I don't even so, think it's the, that. The, they just the three- feel like yeah.
0: I just they just kind of feel like moments in his current life as a celebrity but it's not really about his life as a celebrity and again it doesn't necessarily have to be but since right. that was the story Donald was telling that's another thing that I felt like when we did go back to the episodes that had the main characters they they still felt kind of out there because they really weren't about what they were about before you're gonna say that's- Aaron
4: yeah I feel like what's interesting to me about the paperboy rise to fame is like the exploration of because how many times have we heard like you know NBA rookie goes big, gets his cousin that he's tight with to mm-hmm. manage his money it goes into a whole bunch of like and like the, the the guy doesn't know what he's doing he's doing his and and like how that can go bad like trusting goes your family bankrupt. right and like the the and like you're meeting this guy Ernest in the first season who is clearly capable of big things. But he's not doing those big things. And like Paperboy at one point calls him out. It's like, look, this is a I'm trying to do a real thing here. And I need you to right. be fucking serious about it. And there's this tension always about like, it looks like Ernest is doing it. But can he handle the fine points of the, 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 the contract? Can he nail? And I feel like there's a couple points where uh, Paperboy had to call him out in season two. And season three, when he went on his drug trip and he met that girl and she's like, do you own your masters? Who owns your masters? Who yeah. owns your master's? Right. Yeah. And I thought it was like a real development in their character when he woke up, and that was the thing he took out at Vision Quest. Is like, earn? Do I own who owns my masters? He's like, You right. do, man, of course, yeah, yeah. So, so like, like right. I, 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 yeah, I've got you, no. like, I, i I've, I've, a
2: I've solidifying that. moment, for-
3: but I'm, I'm betting that that might come back to haunt them in season four. You think so? Why? When I looked at it, uh, I thought, also- like, it was like. Yeah, of course, but but that could have been a lie. To me, I felt like I it, thought that kind of I too. Like, the
4: edge. I thought really because yeah. I thought the whole season they were showing that Ernest had like become that guy. He had oh, but, everybody nailed down to the contract. Yeah, definitely.
3: but when when Paperboy would have been signing these contracts, Earn was probably still fucking up, and mm. maybe not taking things serious. And so I'm not saying he did, but I would not be surprised if Earn really didn't do it, but just said it to. To assuage, I had know. a I had a little
0: tension. I had a little tension that too. The way he said it, it was kind of like the way he and said it. Kind of, it could go either way. I let me
3: back on this, Ron, because because and it kind of talked last before about how we felt about the seasons. I I think uh, this has grown more throughout the course of the show, but I always feel like this show always hits you with the left turn. It's like every time you expect your expectations or the episodes are going to unfold one way, they don't, and mm-hmm. that's what I really mm-hmm. like. I like the way the show progressed. I've actually grown more fond of the show when at first it rubbed me the wrong way because you know I'm always like, oh I can see where this is going. I like you know I, you know and, and so my mind's always set up for the traditional. you you know uh yes exactly you you think oh i know where this is going on in the first 10 minutes but this one it always catches me off guard and so i think in this third season the whole season itself the fact that they don't show you the tour they're essentially showing them showing the characters outside the tour and what they're dealing with I thought that was a brilliant choice, actually, because it's something totally unexpected. Because of course, you think, oh, they're getting on the plane. Now this whole season is going to be about his whole rise. He's stumble by all the radio stations. He's going up for money. We don't see any of that shit. I mean, you you get little traces of it. You know, when when they the paper boy shows up to the that venue and everybody's in blackface because they. The Santa <laughs> the like, Claus stuff. Like yeah. out the <laughs> right. <laughs> not just to point out that episode, but I think a lot of episodes, I feel that, like, where is this going? And then and then somehow they just kind of, it, it does quite curl. They do kind of make the curl, you know? And it's like, a lot of times shows won't do that. And that's kind of like something I would appreciate.
0: I think I agree with you for the most part, except on the fin- at least for me on the finale, because I felt like on all the episodes this season where you were wondering where the hell they're going, mm-hmm. and um, that the, by the time you came around to the end, like, for me, it made sense. But finale was the one where I was, like, by the end of it, I didn't see, like, I got what they were doing. Like, she had a mental breakdown or whatever. Right. But because she was so sparse throughout the series, like, I wasn't that connected to her in the season. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So there wasn't that emotional connection to care that she was having a breakdown. I'm right. trying to figure out why she talking with a French accent? Why she, she beating it, up motherfuckers with a baguette? That was hard. That was so. I mean, uh, a
2: lot of it was just, I feel like, just bizarre to be bizarre, and and just have a little fun. You know, not everything
0: has. I know, but why make the, like,
4: I go, I got, I got a hot take. I think it's a commentary on how we see women and motherhood and their responsibilities to 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 men and fatherhood, because Mm -hmm. like, Earn is the father of their child no one, none of us would blink twice about, you know, you hold him accountable. Like, like he goes to Amsterdam and goes on this continent wide, like right. sex, drug party tour with Paperboy. Like if that had been this series, nobody would ever be like, Oh my God. Ernie. He's like, he's like, right. but like, that was a constant point of like even Donald Glover didn't want to say, it, but he finally said, it. it's like, you're a mom. You can't be doing like right. what, what you're out here doing. And I think right, it was like right. definitely an absurdist point yeah. on like a mental breakdown and all that. But I think that was part of the point of like, if this if this was just you know Paperboy and Earn and Darius rolling around Amsterdam having a time of their lives getting in like all kinds of like uh you know huh, yeah 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 like uh, what, what's that that series that was all in Vegas where the guys they meet Mike Tyson hangover is it The Hangover day. yeah if they did like Amsterdam version of Hangover everybody's like oh, oh that's so funny and nobody think about the fact that oh it's a family man but I think it's a little bit because because mm-hmm. that's one thing that I think the Glover does like to do is look at the double so- standards of society
0: yeah right
4: yeah
3: it's not just self-contained in this last episode i mean with Zazia, you see her character in even in season two we're leading up to this these are things yeah, yeah. That, you know, it just pops in in the last you know last couple of, i mean she's dead i i feel like watching some of the episodes it seems like she the way that paperboy pushes earn she does too the, the man that she wants him to be the father and the lover and the man that he should be and he's not for stepping whatever up. reason they're just not connecting he's not stepping up to the plate so she's left in the situation well fuck now i'm stuck with this kid now i get oh everything you just said aaron now i i'm the one with shouldering all the responsibility so when she rolls up to Amsterdam i'm like, what you know and, and and quite frankly when we first see her in in the third season she's already yeah, she's already she's already checked a few steps out. A yes, that's plot. true. So it's not Mental like, breakdown. In the last finale, in the finale, she's all of a sudden springs on everybody. She's already like that. You know, she steals a wig in one thing. She's you know she's right. watching do get murdered in another. She she um she's pushing people in pools. You know, at the park. <laughs> right. so, so I mean, she's already that's on, true. Yeah, on a whole different already, level. So that's why I appreciated the finale because it's like they're already gonna hit you with something wacky. And I didn't. again it's not even a classical finale where it's a crescendo of everything building up and it's like no it's more of a personal mm-hmm. show a moment with her character moment. yeah and, and they kind of unravel what's going on with her and i kind of like the way that they
0: why do did you... it didn't feel like a finale i say it didn't have the yeah definitely of a finale but I, I dug it um before we have to lose aaron because it's it's almost midnight where he is it is um, getting late over here. Oh, yeah. It's early. It's <laughs> early, Aaron. It's early. The party's just
1: starting. <laughs> Club's up.
0: Real quick, Aaron, what was your what was your take on rich Wigga, poor Wigga?
4: <laughs> so I've been, you know, um, uh, thank you for introducing me to Feek the Signifier. By the way, man, that guy's uh, content is in from is is really interesting, and it came at a time because like I had not really until the last year to start thinking about terms of colorism. Like mm-hmm. I remember. The first time i started thinking about it was the out the kind of uproar over lin-manuel miranda's in the yeah. heights where it's yeah. like look at all these latino people and they're all light skin and then right. that came up again during uh jesus what was that black western uh How do they fall like jd's favorite western yeah like it's interesting that oh, a Ron, lot of here so that, i'm a joking lot, <laughs> he didn't like it <laughs> there was a lot of this like there's like as some elements of like you know why are the successful leading women black women in Hollywood seemingly like they're, Oh, they, they have a certain, certain features, certain cut skin color. Cause I had, like, cause like, you know, from a white person, again, from the cornfields of Indiana, it's like, well, it's just black. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that there was levels to that, that side. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought that's like, that's what this was. It's a meditation about like, what is it to mean about like this whole season? Like what is, what does blackface mean in Scandinavia? It mm-hmm. doesn't mean what it means in America, but they're now part of the global community. Should they have some kind of sensitivity to that? um what is what is the relationship between light and dark skin within the the black community what does it mean to be black in america like if if uh, a kid just comes over from nigeria and his parents are phds and they're making six figures in america is he black is a kid who's got a black dad and from a working class experience but a middle class home who's extremely light-skinned when it's the brilliance of the 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 black and whites there, it's like you kind of like squints, like is can can I see it? Can I not see it? It's just, yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's more like I felt like I was I was eavesdropping on a conversation. Yes. Black America was happening, and I'm just like I'm just I'm just listening, you know? Right. Yeah. That's an interesting take, I like that. It's almost like the Indian cash system or something. I mean, not like it, but- It yeah. was hilarious. like, I don't get a lot of the references, but some of the stuff was hilarious. Like the, like, what is, can you mix with, uh, what was it, Kavassia? <laughs> Name seven Hennessey. things you can mix with. He uh, Hennessy, and he's like, rum?
2: Name me six things that mix with Hennessy. Coke? Uh, rum? Who's saying? What's that, huh? He said what?
0: Wrong. shit. Oh, mm. I she, oh awesome. shit. That might be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that.
4: Mango.
2: Or
4: something, ain't it? Coconut. And <laughs> ice? all right. <laughs> No, he's just making up yeah, shit. Yeah. But he's creative. That's all
2: right. The run the rum was good enough. It was creative. Mm-hmm. All right. What's he, he, he you were like, like, oh, yeah. You
4: could do it. You could do it. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that out. That's, yeah.
2: He's like, That's mango. Right. Uh, uh-huh. Like,
4: yeah. I, that, that was funny. Like, you know, like the, 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 the council ruling on whether someone's black yeah. enough to get a right. uh, black scholarship. You're but, a
0: mama or you're a mother?
4: And how timely, because that guy passed away. I know
0: he did like wow. a week before the show
2: kevin, kevin, what's your name kevin uh kevin samuels yeah,
0: yeah. he that week oh right yeah yeah right. That's it's a trip yeah it's a trip because he's such a toxic figure that it was interesting that yeah. he was even selected I didn't, to be you in. know he
2: wasn't even on my radar i heard about him on the breakfast club yeah. but i never really yeah, tuned
3: yeah. In,
2: so i didn't I know i never what... heard of him until after i mean i started reading about the episode afterwards and he was mentioned in this article about you know how toxic he was what i have yet to watch any of his yeah. commentary a lot of it was yeah. like
3: i guess people felt he was misogynistic or something yeah, like limit other guys or something
2: I don't,
3: but they but it was crazy because that week they were like i think the week before his episode came out they had a whole thing on the breakfast club were like oh man cuz i guess a lot of people were going in on him saying they were glad he's dead cuz he's an mm. asshole or whatever. That's true. They're like, whoa. There's what-
4: feelings all over the place. Yeah. Seemed like, <laughs> yeah. And
3: like, you know, we don't wish death on anybody, you know, and and you know, but they were just talking about it because it became a big thing, a big Twitter thing. People yeah. were, you know, just talking very disrespectfully about him. You
0: know, Aaron, death. did you know? Did you know up at top that the dude was mixed? Like when, it, when he first came on.
4: No, I thought the kid was white. No, I. I that's the thing. Like I didn't, yeah. and in fact, like to the extent that when. They showed him talking to his dad. That I was like, "Oh, he's adopted." He must be. Adopted. And it wasn't until yeah. it wasn't until his dad made the like the comment about his nose or something right. like that about okay. like that that's the, the only thing you got for me or something. Right. I'm like, "Oh shit, he's his actual you know biological his son. kid is actually black." <laughs> right. I I knew I I I suspected
3: it in the first scene, but then mm-hmm. as it went on and he was with his friends, like, oh yeah, this is mixed. I, I could tell this, but I mean, I, I could yeah. tell from the nose, whatever. But it's like. Every, I wasn't surprised or shocked. It just affirmed what, like Like
2: Aaron said, that was the brilliance of shooting it in black and white. Is that? Had they been shot in color, you would have known right away.
4: You'd had some opinions, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: you would have seen right away because if you look at at pictures of this guy, you know, on IMDb or whatnot, you can see he's black. Yeah, yeah. He has has olive to brown skin. You know, Mm -hmm, mm how much how tan he is. But, yeah, you could just look at the features and see he's black. But you shoot it in black and white. You could, you know, open up the F-stop a little, mm-hmm. to, you know, wash it out a little more. And yeah. you surround him with white co-stars, and it's like, oh, maybe he is white. Yeah. Until, like Aaron said, till his dad makes the comment. Yeah. And you really start to look at his face, and you see, oh, yeah, his nose is a little white. Oh, yeah, his lips are kind of, you know, thick.
4: Well that's the thing is like the but the kid starts off the episode calling two other black guys the N-word right. with the hard you R. You can see that oh, like wh- who he oh, hangs oh. around with. It's not that his his high school's not diverse, but he chooses kind of like the caucus yeah. with the white kids. Yeah. Uh he's placed himself in that. But but yeah, he like what the epilogue. So what <laughs> what's going on with the epilogue?
0: Side. You know, shit was crazy. You know, just try to keep your head down, lay low, you be good, you know. But Yeah, my P.O. cool and all. Still a pain in my ass, though. Act like he owned me or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, you know, this is my favorite type right uh-huh. here. They don't pay me enough to tell you that. <laughs> but I fuck with it, you feel me?
2: So,
4: yeah.
2: Aaron? He embraced his black side. And is
4: happier for it? It seems like, you know. I
2: think he no longer has to hide who he is. He doesn't have to just embrace one side. So now he's he's, he's free more of a complete person because this is who he is. Mm-hmm. But it I, now he's think, gone. He's gone a little more to the <laughs> black side.
3: So. But is it? I mean, because it almost felt like he got wedged into something he wasn't. I mean, there could be that argument, too. It's like, what do you mean? It's, well, I'm just saying it's like his whole his. It, it's almost like he becomes this chameleon or adopts to whatever or, or you could you say he, he wasn't to he wasn't, wasn't
2: to the, the other side uh, what's that again you could all you could also say he's decided to flip to the other side he's like all right i tried <laughs> the white side that didn't work out let me just you know try this black side now because that's where i'm at yeah that's what i and gotta that, deal was, with
3: that's after he, he he was talking about his po so like he's already gone through the system he's got right. a record he got a case so it's like he you know so this brother now he's like oh he. You know, he's, he can only get a job at Best Buy or whatever. He's not going to college. He's, you know, basically been asked. He's been institutionalized or put in the system. Well, it's almost
2: like, like when oh, the Nigerian kid, what did they say? You got shot by the cops? That's, that's the, blackest the blackest thing you can do.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, Aaron going now in the system, that's the blackest thing he can yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get the scholarship now.
4: Yeah. yeah. He yeah. could. You think it's also possible that maybe he was sorted into the white, like by like was rejected by his black peers because I've Possibly. heard, I've heard that there is, um, you know, like to the extent that colorism is a thing uh, perpetuated by white people and in Hollywood and whatnot. It also seems like there's a little bit of internal kind of like uh, sorting as well, it's like possible. maybe the, his black friends weren't comfortable with with him and that But
3: you know what it is? It's not that. I think I can speak from experience. It's like. Yeah. Very- when you're light,
4: it's like if you. It's
3: like, almost like this, JD. like the, the podcast we had Ron with with uh with uh what's my man
0: uh, the pastor, no no I- Isaac,
3: no no the brother the uh the uh, a rod just mentioned uh, a Ron just mentioned Feek? Uh,
0: oh yeah no, F D signifier signifier
3: signifier yeah he he was like you have to black not black a lot if you not black a lot that means that you don't hang around black people if you. Are in touch with your culture, the black culture could be very embracing. Yeah, but yeah, if you come off that like the... you're not black, or you're better, or other. Mm. And even with the with the this, the the uh, you're talking about the, the light skin versus dark skin. I mean, uh, do you know that like in Lemur Park, you know, it's like you got yeah. the puppy black people that think you know look down on other people in certain areas. It, it it's you know. I'll, I'll like,
2: just say this, Aaron. The the black culture is very. Accepting in certain things. Not in everything, but when it comes to if you have a drop of black in you, yeah, you're gonna get embraced by the black culture. Like, I mean, case in point, I I've known JD since high school. Knew of him. We didn't we didn't really hang out, but I knew of JD, and I I kind of suspected he was black. But then he, he, could have been, he could have been Puerto Rican. you know, Dude,
4: like I ju- I'm just now finding out J.D.'s black. I thought he was some sort of Latino. Yeah. yeah. I am now just now do. finding out.
2: You would not be the first. Yeah. But my, but my point is. I'm like that guy in the episode. My point is, is I growing up, J.D. was accepted by the black culture because J.D. is black. I fucked with it. It's, it's yeah. Like, it, and, it yeah. yeah. And he embraced that side of his culture.
3: Yeah. And, and and the thing is, though, I, I feel like I also have an advantage because I have the white side, you know? And so I could, or for me, I could be in certain con- I could hear, be that fly on the wall, you know, and see certain aspects of both cultures that other right. people might not get a glimpse into. And but,
0: I you know, was just confused and lost throughout.
2: Just a lost soul. Still a little <laughs> lost. We haven't quite retrieved all of that <laughs> from the it's great a, white sands uh, of the desert, but, you know, right? we try... We trying to bring break. to pick
4: up some hours at Best Buy. That's Still where you need, to get, you need to get. You need to go finishing.
2: finish brush. tight
3: brush. The brush had me rolling. The brush. The, 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 button, the, the best the I've seen all year. The sheen
2: on, on the outside out. of the shirt. All of it.
3: Brilliant. All of it. It was so. And it was so like what I could identify with from like the '80s, the '90s, dude. Totally. Oh, It was so 90s. It was so. Hey, the look was just genius.
0: So we had to let Aaron go because it was like you know past midnight this time, and eventually we finished having our conversation with the dude. But I had heard from J.D. that Yolanda had really gotten into this episode, and I wanted to be able to get her in on the conversation. So here is uh, the convo that she, J.D., and I had about episode nine, which we could pull we Did
1: you guys already talk about Atlanta?
0: Yeah. A little bit. Did, you have, did you have any input?
1: Uh, did you watch it i did did you get it was it all? great
0: yeah it was, I thought it was did you so understand good. all the jokes
1: what do you mean did i under- what is this question <laughs> oh, my did my you my understand goodness. all the jokes uh, not- <laughs> language
0: language <laughs> did you so
1: understand good. all the jokes?
0: uh i think did I, you- I did i mi- although i did miss some
3: i have no clue that's Ron. I mean, Ron's, Ron's no, 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 no. Here's, here's what on. I meant by
0: that. Here's what I meant by that. Okay. I do Please think explain. this. I do think, like, JD's reaction to it wasn't the same as mine. He like, missed some things. Was Ron, not the same Ron as yours? missed some things. He's like, oh, well, uh, what, what did he, he miss? Like, no, 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 no. Did he not did even be- see It uh, wasn't because was- of the things I missed. It was because <laughs> I think it was the point you made, JD, that because you came up in it. It was like the blacky blackness of that ending scene, like the ending
1: scene was so great. So, it, it, so, it, so, it, it, so, so so here's the, so the thing. thing. So when I saw the ending, oh, scene. Like JD. so Wait, my show. okay say go say, go go. go, go.
0: I, I All right. So my <laughs> I didn't want to say this at the t- <laughs> at the time. You said it. so, JD. <laughs> the way you. <laughs> <laughs> How did, you des- how did you describe the way people? <laughs> how did what? you describe white people were gonna respond to that ending look? Do you remember what you said?
3: I, I said something to the effect of like, what does that mean? Is this this is the ending? Like, what is it like? <laughs> they wouldn't get it. But for yes. me, it 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 was a-, a bullet, it, it was like a, a thumbtack right in the middle of the screen, bing. It just—it was to me—it totally. was like a perfect ending. Then totally. my man was like just brushing it. Hey, when he saw his girl like come back, he's like, "Oh, hey, hold up, I'll be with you in a minute." Now listen, you need to talk to my manager because he went back to the sisters. like, look, I need you to talk to my manager. You tell him that I told you. see He was like, "I get that part. Matter. I get that part." But, but they- then when he looked, when he looked over and he gave you the look at the end, he broke fourth wall and then they started playing new right. sins. I almost got up off the couch and started running around. like He did. Depot. I was that there. Was I was a witness. I was, like, oh I was a witness I twice. I wouldn't believe I had the audacity to end the, the episode like that. Like, that's it was ballsy. It was that so was so great. dope. It
1: was, it, was so it was the
0: I didn't have the same like, reaction more, to the... Said
1: more, uh, he said it was a do black ending.
3: I, I said, a do would directed this whole episode. <laughs> this is the do. I could see a do writing the script and shooting it, and it would be, this is the do black episode. And so, it was like...
0: So when I saw the ending look...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ron was like, What does it mean? I don't get it. I don't know what, <laughs> right. what <does> it means. <laughs> yeah. I'm of sure course. it just flew
3: right of course. over there. No, no, no. Of no, of ser- seriously.
0: I think so. I think my response was somewhere in between the way you described white people respond and your response. Because yeah. my response was, Okay, I think that's just. That's the- I'll put it like that is a black
3: response. It is totally that if black I have to response. explain it, you're not going to get no, it. Right. No, 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 no. It's like, it was a black response that is like, and that's why it was perfect to me because it's like they didn't cater to what the the industry heads or the or the or the showrunners or people had to tell them. Oh, we need you to do. We don't understand this. They're like, no, this we're going full throttle right. black from right here. This is how so, it's going to end. And trust me, people who know what we're saying are going to know what we're saying.
0: So here's and the thing. Don't. Know. Yep. So so here's how I would describe my response. I got that um, intellectually, but it didn't hit me emotionally, if that makes sense. Like, I got so it.
3: What, Ron, it. I told Ron, sense. this is my argument to, or not argument, this is what I, I offered to Ron. I said it's similar to, like, how we have our silly debate about hit him up versus no Vaseline. Yes. Yes. Like, if you weren't there yes. in the 80s, in the late 80s, sure. with, Newt, with 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 uh, you wouldn't know that 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 music would not harken back to you. It would not trigger something in you. Right. Yes. It, you, wasn't, you were, there. it, it wasn't, wasn't your personal era.
1: experience. It's yes. just like
3: I can't yes. relate the people who were Lindy hopping back in the 40s. I yes. wasn't there. Okay.
1: In, yeah. the when in the 90s. You, yeah. when on, on, yes. on, the
3: When came back. Yes. Exactly.
1: Past, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Was, but I was from Vibe. I'm saying in the But yeah, but you weren't swing this, dancing yeah. when Ron was swing dancing. So just you like, wouldn't know a, what that was about. Yeah.
3: B-Boys. I was break dancing in 85. You know, it's like, okay, that was a different of people break dancing. Kind of. I know, but I'm just seeing a lot of people no, today just,
0: dead yeah. and
3: gone when people today are doing it that were born after no. it was dead and gone. Right now. my
0: entire response to the ending scene was more intellectual mm-hmm. than it was visceral, like correct. It's like, I got mm-hmm. it. Oh, he's blacker. He's uh-oh, talking. Uh-oh. He's talking. And even the look it mm-hmm. was like, okay, he's like, oh, I'm gonna hit that. Like that's what I was thinking, but it was nowhere close to the response you just gave me. It was like, I don't know if it was oh, that yeah. funny. He
1: was so like on, and I was oh, too. Know. I was too. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. so what is your point, Ron?
0: That, because JD had made this comment that, you know, I'm sure why people were looking at that learning, like, that's the end? Right. And I, yes, and sure. I was I was kind of like that. Like, like, I intellectually understood the look, but it seemed a weird way to end it to me. It was like, that's the end?
2: He
3: wouldn't yeah, right. Ron would not get the scholarship. He right, would not get
1: yeah. the scholarship. He's <laughs> like, "What? What is this? What is the ending? Why?" Ron would is this? Get his... Or he would get. He wouldn't get the, the scholarship. He he get get the the scholarship. The <laughs> or he would not get the scholarship. Right, he wouldn't. But get he wouldn't it. just get it on GP.
3: You would not get the scholarship
1: on GP. Right. right. I
0: definitely <laughs> would not get that scholarship. <laughs> You would not get the scholarship. You would well, not get the scholarship. Yolanda, this is the text that you do sent to me and JD. <laughs> he mm-hmm. goes, Adu goes, yo, let me know when y'all have watched the the latest black and white episode of Atlanta. Genius. Ron, take notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Can I ask a question? When did this air? Like, when did it first Just air? Just last week. Just this last week. Recent- oh, okay, this 10, is yeah. the most recent
0: one. That's the most recent one.
1: I mean, it was great. It was genius. It was, it was, genius. Fun. Genius. It was, it was genius. This is a moment uh-huh. of why is a reflection of why uh-huh. it reflects our connection and why we match uh-huh. and why I love this guy so much and why I'm so happy and grateful to have him in my uh-huh. life. It's so great to have a partner mm-hmm. that see the world the same way,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: in basically almost everything, like yeah. there's a couple times we don't agree on stuff, blah, 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 but more so than not, we see the world the same way, which helps us in our relationship in, in connecting with, with each other and without having a conversation
4: mm-hmm. and
1: this episode is an example of like his response to it is precisely my response to it. It's right. like it's hilarious. Like we didn't have to talk about it.
3: <laughs> I was right,
1: I was like, was I so, jumped off the couch. He was, was so like, oh excited God, about it. And here's the thing: when it first played, I fell asleep. Yeah. So this was, was kind last slow night. In the beginning, and wasn't... this was and this was because we watched it last night. And. <laughs> You know like i'm working right now i've been working nights i'm tired blah 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 so like i saw part of it but then i fell asleep and then he saw it and then i woke up after having fallen asleep and then he, he was describing part of it to me and i started cracking the hell up he wasn't watching it i wasn't watching it but he was telling me what was transpiring the scenes and i like started cracking up like i could not stop laughing right. from his description of what was happening and it was it was not because he was telling me why it was funny. It was because I was literally cracking up because I was thinking it was. Of
3: the concept.
1: I was thinking it was as funny as he thought it was funny for the same reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the way we see the world the same way. It was like, it didn't require discussion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If
3: you would have got the scholarship. No explanation required. <laughs> right. yes. no what would you say? Required. No explanation required. I said, yeah. if you would have got the scholarship, then no explanation required. The people who need an explanation or didn't understand. Right. Don't get the the scholarship. scholarship. You don't get
1: the scholarship. If you need an explanation, you don't get the scholarship. That was genius. That was so (laughs) genius. For the record. I I said that. And that last, that last, because he kept telling me, because I I had fallen asleep. So I saw the last, I saw the last frame. Right. And and I had fallen asleep and I I didn't know the concept of the last frame. And I saw the last frame and I was like, oh, that's really a compelling frame. But I didn't know what it was. He was cracking up, then okay. he described it to me, watched it again, and he was telling me, This is such an ado thing. Da, 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 da. Right. And so then I, walked up, I was like, Oh my God, that image is so great. But we didn't, Perfect. we agree upon why it's great. Right. And so right. the discussion about, I can fully understand why we think it's amazing and why so many other people will be like, Oh, like what happened? What does this mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it more wonderful right. about Rick, why it's the, great. You know I don't understand. <laughs> like it's amazing. It's so amazing. It's genius. But yeah. here's the yeah. other
3: thing about from a writing standpoint, because you're saying structurally you where you're trying to internalize it and right. whatever. I think another brilliance about the last scene is that traditionally you would think, oh, he's gonna have his heart to heart. You left me. You didn't. You this is right, my, right, it, right, It seemed right. like the first it. time he's run into her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After he's got out and after he served his time, she sees him. as like. I can't remember the guy's name. It's like Ron or whatever his name was. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what his name yeah. or Aaron, it was Aunt Aaron. Aaron. Aaron?
0: See, Aaron. A, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> you,
3: know, And then you think he's going to have it out and just give her a piece of his mind, finally right. get his revenge or whatever, right. or, or yeah. let her just know. Right. And instead, he just told puts it into Mac mode. Right, he's yes, a, yes. I hope I'm going to be with you in a minute. You see, let's go. <laughs> I've to to never been manager. so attracted Let me to tell him you my, all my yeah, life. Yeah. You go tell my manager and you can do this. You tell me where she to you up there. And then she leaves. She's like, okay, this is all okay. okay. <laughs> and, then
1: she, and
3: then he turns around he's like, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? He's like, how's well, he? He's like, yo, so how's a Oh my a- God, a- it's C? so amazing. It so
1: it's so amazing. Genius. It's so amazing. And then, and and then the she thing. walks
3: away and she goes, okay, whatever.
1: Like, I just have to say right now, all right. J.D., I've never been more attracted to you in my life. The fact that I, the fact that I have a partner Uh that I don't have to explain any of this shit to, and like we totally get all of it together, is amazing. A big takeaway for me, and we were talking about it again this morning, is um, there's a huge contingent of people who are going to miss so much of the nuance or so much of the so the social points from this perspective of a black person and so it's pr- it, it, it's what makes it so great mm-hmm. are some of those things that are completely lost on a whole bunch of people
0: <laughs> why do you think that elevates it I'm just curious
1: I don't think the fact that it's flying over people's heads elevates it. I think what he's doing with that scene is what elevates it. It's mm. like so rich
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's so the real. Human experience, the black experience. Yeah,
3: it's a, it's it's so ingrained in a black experience that, and if you don't know it, you won't see it. I can just totally get like how people don't.
1: Yeah. I mean
3: the the
0: affect It's like
1: something right in front of your face, and you completely don't see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. That's actually very fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, of all the episodes the season, and one of the reasons why I, I think a bulk of this, of our podcast episode, I think, should be centered around this. Like, this episode was about, like, what it means to be Black in America. Yes. You know, that you can have a dude darker than me from Nigeria. Right. Who, who doesn't get it. He doesn't get the scholarship until he's yes. shot.
1: Until he gets shot, (laughs) that's the blackest thing you can do, anyway. Like, oh, that's the blackest thing (laughs) ever. And and so it's funny,
0: black. And so, so this is so this is an interesting tangent, but I think it's related. So a few days ago, uh, I was walking down the street, and there was this family of ducklings that Mm -hmm. was across the street from the pond in the condominium complex where they lived. And I was worried for them because it was a four-lane highway to get back to the site. And mm-hmm. so they were in this parking lot. It was pretty much an empty parking lot. And I was trying to like, like basically guard them and keep them there. And then the security guard came out. He asked me what I was doing there. He was a Latino guy. We had a back-and-forth exchange. Anyway, he said he was going to call our animal... Security, animal shelter, whatever. I started oh. calling. Virginia and her friends were going to be driving up north, mm-hmm. and they stopped by to say goodbye. And they all came out, and the dude came out again. And he mm-hmm. had said he had called the authorities, basically he called the cops because Call there the was he called the cops, not necessarily on me, but he mm-hmm. called them to alert them because the video feed this place where I was feeds to their headquarters in Florida, in Texas. Mm-hmm. And security there was saying basically who's this black dude walking up and down. Because I was on the phone, I was like on a, a business call. <laughs> right. And and I was trying to call animal control. And so the security in Florida was where had called him and said there who's this black dude outside the the on the premises on the phone. And so he had to call the uh, local authorities and Krista was trying to explain to him, do you realize the danger that you put my friend in because, you know, because he's black, when these cops roll up, they're not going to know the situation and you have put his life in danger. And so they got into this whole thing about, you know, whether or not he called them because I was black and he was trying to defend himself. So that's not what he was doing. And she was saying, well, I'm not accusing you of that. I'm just letting you... I'm trying to help you realize the danger that you put my friend in because... Yeah. Right, and right. So, But I was there for like an hour and a half waiting for calling all these animal shelter places and nothing was coming out. But the idea that my life was actually put in danger when all <laughs> I wanted to fucking do was save some ducks. Right. Save some ducks, yeah. And it's it's just... It's a sad... Commentary on this country that yeah, that algebra. was a reality, and like Virginia was freaking out, she wanted me to leave. She said the ducks would be okay, so who knows? But ducks' lives are in God's hands. But maybe think of that was the um, the character telling the black guy that you getting shot was the blackest, <laughs> the blackest things you can do in this country.
1: It's interesting that moment where he gave the scholarship for. If you're black, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: here's what I thought was interesting. Before he says who's black, everyone in the room thinks you're getting a scholarship. I am going to pay every single senior's college tuition. So everyone's clapping. Yeah. But when he says who's black, the elation of the black folk escalates to the point where they jump out of their seat. Who's black? Yeah. So, make, so it like, they were at the Pavel at that point. Yeah. yeah. But it was like the fact that they were getting a scholarship, like, right? It wasn't enough to make them jump out of the seat. It was only when they realized right. that it was only going to them, yeah, <laughs> right, that made them that much still, more excited. Still on the fire, yeah. <laughs> but the irony is, it's really who qualifies as black, because right. a lot of those black kids aren't going to get right.
2: it right right right
0: which will get
3: us to another scene but yeah that, right. the band the dancing had me rolled that ron
1: was so... you would have never gotten a check
0: yeah I, I admit i probably would not have gotten a check
1: <laughs> at least not back in the day
0: not back in the day
1: people have a fighting chance now right i'm getting there oh,
3: definitely I'm now sure. definitely now you get it but that was Back funny. In the, in the 90s, Something before you, before you invent, uh, embarked on incident. your. That you whole thing a, a couple of
1: days ago put you in contention.
3: Right. Saving <laughs> some black ducklings in Culver City is one of the blackest things you could <laughs> do. <And you laughs> getting
1: get harassed police by the priest. Called on you. It's the blackest thing.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, we have a co black on uh, Jefferson and.
1: <laughs> right. Jefferson <laughs> and Jordan. We have a black man trying to save ducks. <laughs> right. Something's obviously wrong with his brother. <laughs> it was a last time
3: you saw a brother trying to save some ducks. <laughs> it's suspicious. In L.A. Get him. Pick him up.
2: Right. <laughs> right.
0: Well, that was a lot of fun. I got to say, whatever you think of Donald Glover and crew, they are tremendously talented storytellers and filmmakers. And as weird as season three was, uh, I am anxiously waiting to see how season four will play out. I'd love to know what you think about season three. Shoot us an email until then. Happy Juneteenth. The Dungeons and Durex podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and Clyde Productions and is part of the Ebony Covering Black America podcast network. This episode was written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Roland Dawson. Special thanks to my Black BFFs and podcast peeps, J.D. and Yolanda Cochran, no relation to Johnny. J.D. creates and edits our social media audiograms. Special thanks also to Do Black, a.k.a. C. Noir Blackmon, and Aaron Hubbard of Bald Move. Music used in the show is licensed from Artlist as well as Creative Commons songs from freemusicarchive.org. All the television, film, podcasts, and YouTube clips are copyrighted to their respective parties and used for education, critique, commentary, or satire. Check out the show notes for our statement on fair use. If you like the show, do all the podcasty things. You know, rate, review, share with your friends and family. Leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think, and maybe we'll share your thoughts on the show. You can shoot us an email at podcast at dungeonsanddurags.com. You can even send us a voicemail message on our website, dungeonsanddurags.com slash podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Ron Dawson, and I'm on both Instagram and TikTok at Blurred Ronner. I write about race, religion, creative arts, and business on Medium at rondawson.medium.com. You can follow JD on Twitter at that JD cochran and Yolanda as rat in a wheel with all the words separated by underscores. That's it for now. Stay safe out there, and remember, having white privilege is not bad. Denying it is. In the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. Until next time.